You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. We have a great story to share with you today about showing love and mercy to our neighbors, especially refugees who are experiencing uh, a big transition, a big change in life due to the, the crisis and difficult situation in Ukraine. Joining us today, the Reverend Mark Sell. He's pastor of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fenton, Missouri. Pastor Sell, welcome back to The Coffee Hour. Well, good morning. It's great to be back. And we are excited to share this story today because your congregation has been doing something really unique when it comes to mercy work. And speaking of mercy work, joining us today, Deaconess Lorraine Roach. She is the LCMS Ukraine Project Consultant for the Office of National Mission. Deaconess Roach, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Good morning. Pastor Sell, let's start with uh, your story and uh, the congregation of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fenton, Missouri. Tell us about when your congregation first started thinking about sponsoring Ukrainian refugees, particularly a family? I was probably almost a year ago. One of our members, um, uh, El Daugnia, he is Ukrainian and he speaks Ukrainian and all that sort of thing. And so uh, he had come back from a trip that he was doing some video work on over in Germany. And he said, you got to meet this. You got you to meet this person. She's incredible. You know, I have two kids and she had to migrate. She had to leave Ukraine and he just he just went on, and uh, L, you probably know L, and he's mm-hmm. kind of kind of quiet, not really a person to go on, and he went on, <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, let me look into it, find out, you know, what's going on and the grants and all that stuff. So that's what I did. That's how I got introduced to it, and so I looked into it, and then I learned about uh, Natalia and her two children. And how they ended up at Wittenberg and all the work she was doing there. And she's a teacher and she taught all the kids at the school. And uh, so she was there for a year and a half. And so I brought it to the congregation and said, here's an opportunity because we have this fully refurbished um, house, five bedroom home that has been refurbished and fixed up now for four years because we were going to get a vicar prior to COVID. Well, that messed everything. So it's been sitting empty and we've been wanting to do something with it. And we thought, here's an ideal situation. So we made contact with Synod and uh, filled out the paperwork for a grant. And we received a grant. And Natalia made her way over here with her two children, Kirill and Milana. And they are in our grade school right now. And uh, so it's really been exciting. The congregation grabbed hold of it and just took off furnished the parsonage completely. Five bedrooms, the dining room, kitchen, everything, down to the silverware. Um, so they were really excited about it and became a real important uh, project for our congregation and really brought brought us all together again for uh, another united thing. Usually we're focusing on the school and all those sorts of things. But this was something mission-oriented, mercy work-oriented, and uh, to help uh, a gal uh, bring get her life going here in the United States. And one last thing, mm-hmm. she her husband died just, uh, I think, a couple of weeks or a month before the war started. Mm. So she was a recent widow, and then the bomb started dropping. And so. So experiencing, so our sister in Christ, Natalia, experiencing a, a difficult situation, experiencing the loss of her husband, now the the loss of her community through mm-hmm. war. Um, what does this mean for her? How has this made uh, made her welcome here in the states? And and what was that like 
welcoming her to Fenton. Well, it was fascinating because uh, when we made contact with her, the only all we did was go through the Internet, you know, talking Mm -hmm. and doing uh, those things. And so she was just shocked. She didn't think it was really going to happen because she had to make her way from Ukraine over to Wittenberg. And um, so as we started talking things through and the funds that were made available, then she kind of realized this could really happen and it is going to happen. And so she, she uh, got to know Al Dobnia uh, while she was over there in Witt- or while he was over there at Wittenberg. Uh, so she was really kind of amazed how it really came through. And we started setting dates and when we were actually hitting the dates and, you know, for, uh, you know, for the getting the property fixed up and all the furniture moved in and uh, getting her flights pinned down and flying her over here and having a little party for her. And just one thing after another, she was just surprised and can't believe what a turn of events in her life this has become uh, as showing the grace of God and how God works through people. He works through pastors, through people who do video work, et cetera. So, yeah, it's, it's been uh, amazing to watch her. Her children, you know, still are a little stunned. They adjusted very well because um, they were still learning English now. And Natalia has a degree in English, a uh, master's degree. So she taught English and was an interpreter for our seminaries over there and for the Synod. Um, so her children then making their way over here. And the first night we got them home from the airport. And they get into the house and they just go running room to room to room to room and uh, checking everything out. And this is your room, Ariel, and and this is your room, Milana. And uh, it, it was just uh, kind of an amazing thing. And we had uh, our elders stepped up and they helped get her around. And and uh, we have a whole list of people that currently are driving her around because she can't get her social social security card yet she's still waiting on that which means then everything else triggers and her ukrainian license is only good i think for 90 days so she's only limited on what she could drive Mm -hmm. so that's just been one thing after another but what has been stunning to everyone i think is here's someone who literally came over with maybe six suitcases Mm. and her life is being started all over again with two children and and to see how this has unfolded and how excited people are and how the kids in the school just welcome two Ukrainian children who kind of talk in funny words sometimes, you know, and they'll, you know, can you speak some Ukrainian? You know, that that thing that goes in uh, sixth and seventh grade and third grade and things like that. So uh, it's really been fun and the kids have enjoyed it. The faculty have enjoyed it uh, in our congregation. So it, it's really been an amazing journey. It, it, quite a journey, I'm sure, for Natalia and her children and for the congregation as well to to welcome a new family going through such a challenging situation and, and welcoming her into uh, not only into the States and into our community, but into um, the school and congregation as well. Let's talk uh, about this opportunity being not just a, an isolated situation, but the need for um, uh, for more support for refugees. Deaconess Roach, tell us a little bit about your work with LCMS Office of National Mission and the grants. All right. Well, I'm coordinating the program for the Synod, and uh, we offered up to $10,000 in grants for congregations 
to support the sponsorship of refugees, as Pastor Sell was describing. And that we know of right now, there are congregations in six states around the country that are sponsoring refugees. We have another um, congregations in another seven states that are in the process of going through the sponsorship paperwork and applying for grants. So a total of 13 states that we're aware of where we have LCMS congregations doing this. And so it's a, it's just a um, wonderful opportunity for congregations to support people that really are in need right now. More than 8 million refugees have been displaced out of Ukraine in various countries in Europe, and some of them living in not ideal situations um, with several families sort of crammed into an apartment and um, some of them having trouble finding work just because of the volume of people who have been displaced. So um, as we are able to find sponsors for them here in the U.S., there are many of them wishing to come here. And um, so the grant program is there to really help support the congregation. Uh, the sponsor of the refugee themselves has to be an individual, but then on the application with um, the U.S. Customs and Immigration Service, they would list their congregation as a supporting organization and include um, the grant funds in their proposed budget. The application process itself is fairly simple. Um, the information is on the LCMS website, and you can just search for Ukraine uh, Refugee Grant Program on the LCMS website, and it's an online application. It's fairly straightforward, and just requires the pastor signature as well as a list of someone in the congregation who's willing to sort of be the project coordinator and uh, and a, an estimated budget for support. Can I step in sure. really, just real fast? Because uh, I think one of the things that scared people at first was the requirement that an individual, one person has to sponsor this whole family. And that really scared people. And it, you know, took a couple of weeks of talking everything through mm -hmm. to say, well, this is how it really works. And then I had spoken to a couple other pastors who have participated in this program. So it helped people, uh, it helped ease their tensions about this. But that is kind of scary because you're asking one person to say, I'll take this family on and promise support for two years, financial and otherwise. And, and so it, it is daunting. But it can be overcome, and I can't say enough about uh, LCMS and and how your your group and that department really stepped up and made it simple. And it's really a two page grant form, very very easy to fill out. My elders filled it out, put a budget together, and um, so it went very very smoothly. It's not as daunting. The grant itself is not as scary as grants can usually be. <laughs> And um, it's really pretty simple. And uh, so it's really been a, been a joy, uh, you know, working with the LCMS and what they've done for this program. So that one person, that's what scares people. But you, but it's not, it's not as bad as it's because it's really almost a formality. And usually someone who can afford to do this will step up and say, yeah, just in case. But when the whole congregation comes behind it, 
you know, it hasn't taken, you know, uh, personal funds, so to speak. Well, that's my question is what, what is a congregation committing to when uh, Deaconess Roach, what is a congregation committing to when they are committing to sponsor a Ukrainian refugee family? Well, again, they can apply for up to $10,000 through the Synod grant program. So that money is available to them to help. Typically within six weeks or so of the refugees arriving, they're able to get their work authorization and their social security card. And many of them have then gotten jobs and become largely self-sufficient within three to four months. Of course, that varies based on the job market and the living costs and so forth. As Pastor Sell indicated, they had housing available. That's happened in a number of cases. In other cases, they've rented an apartment or rented a house. And there are some other resources out there. I actually have a two-page handout I can send to people by email that lists other resources that are available to help support. The Lutheran Foundation of St. Louis also has been interested in helping support congregations that are involved in this. So in addition to the LCMS grant program, there are other local resources. And depending on the financial situation of the family, when they arrive, they can be eligible for SNAP benefits and Medicaid and things like that to cover expenses until they're employed and have resources to help cover their own expenses. And what we've seen is that most of them are anxious to get to work and help support themselves after they arrive. What would you say are the first steps for a congregation or an individual who's interested in speaking with their congregation more about this? What are the first steps to take to learn more and to initiate that grant process? I would say visit the LCMS website and just read the information that we have there and my contact information, both my email and my phone number are on the website so they can contact me directly and I'd be happy to jump on a Zoom call or or a phone call with them and, and talk about it more. Very good. Well, thank you both for sharing this great story and the opportunity to learn more about grants for congregations who are interested in supporting Ukrainian refugee families. Our guest today, the Reverend Mark Sell, Senior Pastor of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fenton, Missouri. Pastor Sell, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. It was a joy. And Deaconess Lorraine Roach, LCMS Ukraine Project Consultant. Thank you so much for being our guest. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon.